0: Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like the Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel Original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code CAPED at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hello, citizens! Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that is talking about a movie that somehow didn't star Jim Carrey because we're talking about the la zers <laughs> I see what you did there. la Who This is a movie that's looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on their forehead. la Who hers From 2010. Directed by Sylvain White. Famous director, Sylvain White. Famous-ish. He's done uh, things. Yeah. I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, and Stomp the Yard. It and stomp that yard. Episodes of CSI Miami, Person of Interest, The Following, Empire, Rush Hour, Hawaii Five-O, Lethal Weapon, MacGyver, The Americans, and The Umbrella Academy. I worked on one of those shows and do not remember this name, so... It was a later episode. Oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> <that. laughs> He's a director. He definitely is in charge of the set and the vision of it and has a crew that aims cameras at actors and the actors are reciting dialogue sometimes. And Here we are, The Losers 2010. Have you ever seen this or heard of it before? I didn't realize until about halfway through the movie, and I can tell you the exact point when we get there, that I'd seen a preview for this movie at least once. Really? Yes. Where? (laughs) Uh, Probably on the TV. Okay. Sometime around 2010. But no, I've never seen it because that's crazy. Well, no one saw this. Nobody saw, Nobody this, saw movie. this movie. Did you? No. Well, of course not. <laughs> I didn't hear about it until last week. And then when we looked at the actors in this thing, it stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, the human box office, yeah. weird enough. That's a great nickname. Yeah, well, it, it's her. Oh, absolutely. In a nutshell. Uh, Chris Evans, Idris Elba. And others. And others. others. <laughs> and others. <laughs> it's a movie. It is a movie. It's fun sometimes. I enjoy it. It's totally fine. At times. It's a cool 97. That is my favorite part about it. Yeah. You got an hour and a half to kill. Done. Sold. An hour and a half plus seven. And it's fun. Absolutely. Do you want to get into this thing? Let's get into it. la Zahir. Zahir. We start, like we do every movie, in Bolivia. (laughs) Hey, you guys making a movie? Cool. Start in Bolivia. That's when we pay attention. Yeah. Bolivia. We meet an elite black ops team of U.S. Special Forces operatives, led by Lieutenant Colonel Franklin Clay. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey fucking Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean fucking Morgan. I'm unsure. I don't know. It I goes in know. there somewhere, but maybe not for this role. In maybe particular. not for this role. Negan. The thing. That's Negan. the role. Negan. Yeah. Negan. Negan. You could tell when I stopped watching. <laughs> 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 I read the comics, and he kicked ass in that. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, Dave out. The the interesting thing about this Jeffrey Dean Morgan is that in 2010, you probably think like, all right, this guy's in shape. But now, looking at what he looks like now. This is not an in-shape Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No, not even close. No. And you could tell his body in this mostly because th- the buttons, they've disappeared There's from his shirt. No buttons on he the shirt. Appearing. Zero buttons on that shirt. Very weird. It like, it's, it's one of those things of like, you know, whenever you see someone walking around, they have the deep V? Yeah. Deep V shirt, and you're like, <laughs> <the> douchebag. <laughs> Come on, man, with the deep V. This is a choice. It's like a below sternum. That's where the buttons stop. <laughs> that is too much chest. It's a lot of chest. He's proud of that chest. And look at all this hair I got here. Do <laughs> the think he is Henry Cavill? I don't know. He's his dad. No, nope, that's Bruce Wayne. No, that's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. The rest of the team consists of Captain William Roque, played by Idris Elba, who was always amazing. Sergeant Linwood Pooch Porteous, Columbus Short, whoever that guy is, I'm sure he's been in things. He's an actor. Captain Jake Jensen, played by Chris Evans, who's been in more comic book movies than anybody it's in ridiculous. history. Ridiculous. It's crazy at this point. And Sergeant Carlos Cougar Alvarez, played by Oscar Henada, He's also an actor. Yes. He has lines in this yes, movie. Yes, he does. I'm he's su- pretty much- I surprised myself by saying that plural. <laughs> yeah. He's he's pretty much like the more gentrified Barry Pepper, or whoever that was in Saving Private Ryan. They really don't do much except look really cool sometimes. Yep. Yep. He's got that cool cowboy hat, though. <laughs> They're on a search-and-destroy mission against a compound run by a drug lord named Fahil. Upon painting the target for an airstrike, the team spots a bustle of children arriving at the compound. Nothing's going to go wrong today. Nope, nothing's going to go wrong today. Clay tries to get the remote mission coordinator, a man they only know by the name Max, to call off the attack. And Max is like, no, we're going to keep going. Yeah. He's like, you so, don't think I knew there were kids there? Come on. Come on. No, come on. kids there? Who do you think sent the kids I'm in? I'm using no, he my creepy that, voice but. on the phone. Come on. <laughs> so Clay, he's like, oh, I got this. He destroys the laser guidance system and tells Max they've experienced irreparable damage to their guidance equipment, and the attack will have to be canceled. And Max is like, we already got the coordinates locked in. Nah, dude. Your, your part's done. We're right? blowing these kids up. Once you spotted that, we hit Control-S, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. With no other option and only eight minutes until the bombs arrive, the team enters the compound to rescue the children. They race into the compound, guns blazing. They manage to get 24 of the 25 kids back on the school bus, and the final child is being held hostage by the drug lord and owner of the compound, Fadil. The guy of, of course he is. Well, I mean, who else would course. it be? Clay convinces the big bad guy to release the little boy, but then he has to shoot him anyway because he reaches for his knife. Oops. Whoops. So now the guy who they were there to kill with the missile strike right. is, is dead. Then and they had to kill him. Does this, like, canceled out the whole point of the missile strike at this point? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, I think the whole reason they were doing the missile strike was so they wouldn't have to do this. Right, and then they had and to then do they this. had to do this. But the missile's are still coming, so <laughs> Clay and the kid join the others on the bus, and the team drives the children away as fast as they can, and they just barely clear the blast like radius. And, and a bus jumping and stuff. Yeah. It's insane. It looks like it's on a PS4. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, I'm saying like a a, a newer game. Definitely not movie quality. No. No, that's fair. But. That's fair. Neat nonetheless. But still pretty clever and interesting. This is a bus. This is how fast it goes. And we got to get out of the blast (laughs) radius. (laughs) Exactly. Then they get to the extraction point, and the dude in the helicopter is like, we can't take you and the kids. So Clay, being the good guy he is, he's like, all right, just take the kids. We'll stay here and wait. As the helicopter takes off, a jet appears and fires a missile at the helicopter, which blows it up and kills everybody. All the kids. All them kids. Wow. Bye. Welcome Le- to the movie. I was legitimately shocked. I was t- I was like, they just killed all those kids. Would you call that a twist? A twist right at th- up front? Yeah, I, I think I would. Okay. I'm going to put a twist up front as well. Okay. Roger Ebert saw this movie. Oh, this is yeah, early. I think this is important. Okay. This is like one of the most snark-filled oh, Ebert yes. Things I've ever read. Well, then I'm excited. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, he says in this, as he goes through this movie, it's one of those where he goes through the plot points. Just Classic. straight through. For this part, he says, story straightforward. No gargoyles. Five tough guys go on a mission against the drug lord in Bolivia. They abort the mission when they see a bus full of little kids arrive at the target. No luck. A voice named Max orders a plane to carry out a bombing run. The tough guys break in and rescue the kids just in time. A helicopter is sent for them. No room on the copter except for the kids. The copter's shot down. The kids die. He says, Note, whenever a kid gets on a copter in an action film and is told to take good care of his bear, the kid and the bear are going to go down in flames. (laughs) I feel like I shouldn't even bother with the synopsis. We should have just done the Ebert review. That was perfect. He nailed it. Note. (laughs) Note. (laughs) That's a good note. That's a very good note. Knowing that the attack was meant to kill them, the team tossed their dog tags into the fire of the crashed helicopter. They're declared dead, framed for the children's deaths, and the government refuses their families a military ceremony or funeral service. Kind of sounds like The Rock. I was, th- <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> That's eerie. Yeah, go listen to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it'll be out probably this week. I'd imagine <laughs> most likely. Amazing. Very weird. Timely. We I did guess. it again. Four months later, hiding out in Bolivia because they can't go home. They're dead. Clay is being followed by a mysterious woman named Aisha played by Zoe Saldana. Right, he knows he's being followed even when he can't see her because all he hears, cha-ching, 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 because <laughs> it is Zoe Saldana. Right. She's being so subtle, though, wearing a top hat everywhere she goes. <laughs> That's how you flooded in, right? Yeah. Right. If I've learned anything <laughs> about being incognito, it's to wear a bright red hoodie and a top hat. Of course. Nobody will ever see Never you. Never going to pick that one up for a crowd. Ever. She seduces Clay, but that quickly turns into the whole Mr. and Mrs. Smith sexy fight scene. They Deal. love it. They love kicking oh, the shit man. out of each they're other. Oh, man, they're having such a good time punching each other. They're filling each other's spank banks at this point. Oh, yeah. It is crazy. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like, remember when she hit me in the face? And oh, And Zoe is like, remember when he hit me in the face? <laughs> it's great. It's funny, because I nearly said that. I'm never going to spot this lady in a top hat, like, walking on the street. <laughs> and I was going to say, not if there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up lighting the, hotel, up the room hotel room on fire. on fire. <laughs> Well, once the fire starts, she doesn't put the top hat back on. The top hat is gone. The top hat is only when she's incognito. Right. (laughs) This movie already, man. Already. (laughs) So they reach a standoff, and Aisha offers Clay the chance to find and kill Max, since she, too, wants revenge on him, but she won't say why. He's like, why should I believe you? She's like, because I wouldn't have called he call barely it. even asks. He's like a bad reporter. Yeah, he doesn't what? even have a follow-up to any of these questions. Why should I trust you? Because it's a suicide mission. How, How do, do I- you consider what's between my legs? Oh. Oh. Well, then I guess- well, I guess I should trust you then. Even Idris Elba's like, ah, uh, woman's involved? I don't trust this. No, because apparently Clay here, Jeffrey D. Morgan, he gets blind. Yeah. He gets blinded by it. And blinded he can't make the right by this. Zoe no, Saldana. Don't. Oh, good. Okay. I thought those lyrics were going to be different. Just the traditional song. I, so when I was in middle school yeah, and Limp Bizkit's, uh, one of their albums came out, which one would it have been? In middle school? It would, yeah. It would probably be- Which one would it have been? The name I, of the first one, which I, is escaping me. It's not Chocolate Starfish. No, the one before that. We are angering people right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm angering myself a little bit, but also it's Limp Bizkit, so I don't care that much. But Limp Bizkit comes up way too often in the Fortress of Potitude for us to not know this. You're Right. It's hybrid theory. Yes. No. Make no. Me no. So oh my God. <laughs> I just almost blindly agreed with you on that. You son of a bitch. Significant Other. Yes. That's the one with the cartoon pointing boy. So I used to get like Tower Records gift cards for holidays and stuff because yeah. my cousin worked there. He was older than me. Okay. And I remember ordering online this album one time because I couldn't have my parents know that I like 11 years old getting this album. Doing it all for the nookie. Yeah. But then when it came, it was edited. Oh no. So, so it was weird <laughs> listening to that and being like the only kid in school is like you know y'all be loving right here L I M P He's right here like I don't think they censored the name of the band they had to it's also a swear believe it or not <laughs> it's a dirty word uh, I mean I know I know the story behind the name but still what's the story behind the name Google it okay we got time to kill there's not much happened in this movie <laughs> Limp Bizkit name origin. So Google has led me to UrbanDictionary.com. This is never where you want to go for a source, but here we are. But here we are. Limp biscuit. There you go. This should be it. (laughs) I think you found the right location for this. It's named after, uh, it's a game where a group of guys (laughs) jack off in a circle, where a cracker is placed in the middle. The last guy to blow their load on the cracker must eat it with all the sperm on it. Therefore, the biscuit is limp because of the sperm. Is this the one? That's the one. You found it. Uh, um, That was a fun detour. Why? (laughs) Why? Because games, Dave. Fun and games. Why can't this movie have more in it? <laughs> we wouldn't be taking a Limp biscuit detour and educate you. The more you know, by the way. The, mo- the more you do, know. Do, do, do. It's a lot like how Steely Dan is named after a dildo. A what? The band Steely Dan right? is named after a strap-on dildo. Why? Why? I don't know. Clearly, there's something dildo. there's something going on. Dance? with Dance? with these people in bands naming their bands like I don't know. Let's go with with a soggy cracker or, or... Arctic schmegma. <laughs> See, colon Eskimo brothers. I'd imagine. Yeah, that's got to be. A... <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like you might be in a band. Band <laughs> names are weird. I don't think I like this this. Detour we're taking. Very strange. Dark place. Losers. La Who's a hers? La Who's the hers? Oh right, the movie. So Aisha tells Clay that she can provide all the information, weapons, and bankroll the losers will need, and smuggle them back into the U.S. It's a pretty good deal. It's a deal. It's everything that he wants, and it's he doesn't really have but to that, pay a the price thing is, for is that it. It's so high level. She says, "I'm going to do this." And he goes, "All right, okay, all right, partner, keep on rolling." Well... <laughs> you know what time it is. <laughs> Why do you need me? Because well, it's a suicide mission. How do I know you're telling the truth? Because if I wasn't, I wouldn't call it a suicide mission. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. This movie is actually loaded with one-liners. Oh, it it's really incredible. is. So we go to New Mexico, where Aisha arranges for the losers to return to the United States smuggled inside coffins. I like it. It's pretty it cool. Works. You see them all get out of the coffins and they stretch their high-five and, hey, it worked. You cool. get that, that shot of them all being cool yep. after getting out of their coffins. Of and course. Like, ah, it's the team. We got it. They're outfitted with weapons, gear, and information about Max and how he moves around. We get to heist number one. Right. <laughs> it's important to count them. Heist number one. They hijack a military helicopter by using a radio to call in a staged accident between their military vehicle and a semi-truck on a remote road. Pooch uses a makeshift missile launcher to send the helicopter's GPS transponder flying away, dubbing himself Blagyver. That's the part I remember from the trailer. Why? He's like, I'm Black MacGyver. I'm Blagiver." All right. And I was like, oh, I remember the trailer for this movie. (laughs) From 10 years ago, I remember that line. It's amazing what comes back, right? Isn't it? Unbelievable. They fly the helicopter to their hideout and uh, give it a new coat of paint. They sure do. So we head over to Dubai. Because we're jumping everywhere. We are literally everywhere. Max, played by Jason Patrick, is strong-arming a deal with engineers for sonic dematerializers, or snooks. And yes, this movie came out Three years after the snook episode of South Park, and they still went with that name. Double down. The snooks in question are not suitcase nukes and Hillary Clinton's sniz but <laughs> weapons. <laughs> you can't even get through that sentence. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually weapons that can cause an entire area to implode on itself with no radioactive fallout. You know, because if you're going to be a terrorist, you might as well be a green one. You might as well. Dumb. Not great. It's dumb. The stakes the, in this movie. It could have just been nukes are both high and low simultaneously so that makes them neutral i suppose neutral stakes neutral stakes medium stakes medium stakes they left them on for the just appropriate amount of time i prefer a little medium rare i prefer that too but that's not what we have here nope we have medium stakes correct the clients that max is dealing with are having moral issues with the deal max responds by signaling his henchman wade played by Holt McCallany, who might look familiar because we literally saw him last week in the opening scene of Justice League with Batman on a roof. That was him? Yep, he was the burglar in Justice League. Wow. Except this time, he's the one throwing people off roofs. Right. Max gives him a nod, and then this guy Wade tosses the scientist off the roof. And (laughs) this is what made me absolutely love Max and Jason Patrick. Yeah. How he goes, why'd you do that? Why? I just thought you could That was a punch him, him or... in the face nod. That wasn't a throw him off the roof nod. <laughs> but then I thought, like how he keeps going. He's like, I mean, at the very least, it's a, like, break his fingers nod. That's extreme, weight. <laughs> but he looks at the guys who are clearly terrified of was negotiating. He's like, I guess it had the same effect, though. <laughs> so good. I love it. It's extremely good. One of the other engineers, Vikram, decides that they'd be happy to work with Max in acquiring his snooks. This is going to be difficult to get through. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So we go to Miami. Yeah. Do you think that Zoe Sedona has a snook? And that's why in she's able sniz? to <laughs> really just get into the brain of, of Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I, maybe. <laughs> she's got a snook in her sniz? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You don't? Okay. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan would have found it. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> that's a very good point. The losers learned that Max often travels in a heavily guarded multi vehicle convoy inside an armored truck. So they go all heist movie to intercept the convoy and kidnap Max. Heist 2. Here we go. Clay and Roke direct the attack from a beat-up yellow pinto. As the convoy moves down a busy street, Cougar shoots the wheels of the lead vehicle, causing it to block the rest of the convoy. The guards exit the vehicles and form a perimeter. Clay fires a gas grenade into their midst. Then Roke detonates an explosive device he attached to the fender of one of the convoy vehicles earlier, blowing it high into the air. These guys are having a ball doing this. Oh, they're having they're so very, much fun. They're very, very confident. That's why I like them a lot. Yeah. It makes it seem like they know what they're doing so well, and they're such a well-oiled machine. It seems that absolutely it, ridiculous. Nothing's going to go wrong. But they're like, this is how it has to be done. Correct. And so I buy it. I completely buy the confidence. Yeah. Pooch and Aisha swoop in with the newly painted chopper, carrying a huge magnet that they attach to the top of Max's armor. Well, the newly truck. painted chopper, it was able to get this close to the situation because they painted Miami police on it. They sure did. It's clever. smart, smart. Jensen, disguised as a sidewalk hot dog vendor, fires a metal device from a crossbow that secures the back doors of the armored truck, preventing the occupants from getting out. I don't really want to talk about Chris Evans yet, because this isn't even Pete Chris Evans. This, this is movie. not Pete Chris Evans. He looks so funny. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> With the hair and the glasses, and oh man, this guy. Ridiculous. This guy. Is, is he Cap yet at this point, or is this he one year away from being 2010, Cap? so I think he's still one year off from Cap. He's Cap massive in this movie, though. He is definitely working out for Cap. Oh, for sure. For sure. He is a monster of a man in this thing. But they're trying to play it down, the way they dress him and everything. Right. With the nerd glasses and the spiked ginger hair. We'll get to his outfit in a second. Oh, we already kind of did, didn't we? We skipped over the part where they get to meet Zoe Saldana, and Chris Evans gives a little bit of a speech, and he shows up wearing just a bright pink shirt that says Petunias on it. Go Petunias. It's his niece's soccer team. Yes. The U8 team that he follows on the internet because obviously he's dead and he can't do that, and everyone is so disgusted. <laughs> just, I'm sure they're so upset song. with him for wearing <laughs> his pink shirt. <laughs> he's like, what? He leans in. He's adorable. He's great. He's so much fun. He's so good in this movie. He's a blast. The helicopter carries away the armored truck under heavy fire from Wade because Wade is there just on a fifty cal. Just yep, pop, blast pop, pop, away. Pop, sure. I love when they get the truck to the wherever it is, the lockup, wherever they're going, their headquarters, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love how they pour something into the roof of the armored truck and it like, it yeah. screws up everything inside. We have no idea what it is, but when they open up the truck, you have the two or three armored three like, security guards, guards who come out, storm yeah. out and they're like, oh, put your hands up. To which Negan over here says, you don't want to do that. That's gasoline on those guns. Think about gasoline plus muzzle flash. <laughs> I was like, that is clever. Smart. 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 We don't say swert. We say sport. It's more... Very clever, though. I've never seen that. And I loved it. It's awesome. It's something. It's clever. But it turns out these security guards know nothing about Max. They were merely escorting a hard drive made by Goliath, a multinational MacGuffin manufacturer. That's correct. is isn't even really... No, this actually is like the ultimate MacGuffin, isn't it? It's yeah. like, it is yeah, barely is... used in this movie. There is... There's so little purpose for this little thing right here. Yep. It was to get a really cool action scene one scene ago. That's it. Well... That's not entirely true, because after the security guards are disabled with tranquilizer darts- Oh, it's to create more MacGuffin. This is like the birther of the MacGuffin. Is, this is like the mommy MacGuffin that's going to give us lots of little kid MacGuffins.
1: <laughs> a whole, big bang of MacGuffins. A whole litter
0: of MacGuffins. Unbelievable. <laughs> the team is now furious with Aisha, because they, they see this as a double cross, because she lied to them. And Roke nearly kills her right there, on the spot, because Idris Elba's having none of this shit. Nope. And Aisha explains to them that the hard drive contains information that's critical to whatever scheme Max is running, and if they can determine what the information is, they can find Max and clear their names. Clay decides to postpone her execution, probably because, you know, he's hitting a the little snizz. bit of that on the side. The, the, There's a snook in her There's sniz. Captain Jensen, good old Chris Evans, attempts to read the hard drive, but it's encrypted. Oh, man. In order to break the encryption, the team will need the encryption key from a Goliath system computer. So the the team works up a third heist plan to infiltrate Goliath. This is genius, to put it lightly. Oh, my God. It's great. It's almost a one-man heist, and I appreciate it so much. It is, and it's Chris Evans who is about to perform this heist. Peak Chris Evans here. (laughs) This reminded me so much of Brad Pitt Burn After Reading. Oh, absolutely. Where Chris Evans walks in, he's like, as a delivery man, and he's like singing away. Singing Don't Stop Believing." That's it. Don't Stop Believing. Journey. It's perfect. When he gets in the elevator... Nobody wants to go with him, because this guy's obnoxious. He's annoying. They're like, I'm not getting on the elevator with this singing guy. But once he's on the elevator, he decides to strip down. He starts changing his clothes. He's changing his disguise. But wouldn't you know it, the elevator stops on a floor with four women just outside the door, <laughs> and they gawk at him with his pants down. Be- and he because, gives uh, yep. a one-liner here, which is definitely going to give this movie a .25 or right off the bat, <laughs> where he asks the ladies if they like the angle of the dangle. You like the angle of the dangle? <laughs> What? Captain America. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So the elevator doors Hey, close. Tony, you like the angle of the dangle? Language. You're the big swinging dick here, but you like the angle of the dangle, Tony? Oh, boy. <laughs> so the elevator doors how close. How weird would it be oh if the God. MCU, how, if they made, like, an angle of the dangle joke or something like that, and you just have Chris Evans go, I understand that reference. And it's like a weird deep cut to and the Losers. Seven recordings. people in the audience go, I saw that movie. <laughs> so Chris Evans ends up calling the security guards at this Goliath. Did you place. interrupt me twice to take my next line? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Tell it. I don't have it written down like you do. No, go ahead. I'm going off the dome here. I want to hear it. Tell me about this heist. So he, inter. oh boy. He, uh, I haven't done this in a long time. No, this is fun. <laughs> He he calls up security guards and he says, "Hey, I need you down here real fast." There's a guy in the elevator showing off his wiener, and uh, it's it's bad. It's not security. He calls HR. It is HR. Toby. It could be Toby. <laughs> Toby Flenderson up on floor thirty nine. How weird of a connection would that have been? been very weird. <laughs> it would have been amazing, though. I would have loved that. I would have gotten much more quickly that he was HR. Oh, you guys, you guys are in Bolivia. Let me tell you about Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid Toby reference. <laughs> I hear you guys are working with a guy who wants to cut off people's heads. You guys ever heard of the Strangler? He doesn't so much cut off people's head. I'll tell you about the whole trial if you want. All right. We did it. We, our requisite office. <laughs> did I cover it? Yeah. Is that enough? <laughs> Probably more than. Dude, absolutely right. This movie is making me feel very weird. <laughs> Back to you, Brian. Oh, you want me to take over? Okay. So he enters the office of the HR rep that he just called on the elevator. By telling the secretary that he's the IT guy, and he's there to quickly upgrade the firewall. Quickly. Quickly. So he goes into the office, downloads the encryption key, but then he's confronted by an armed security guard. Only one. Just one. To which he knocks out very, very fast. Very fast, and then he runs. And then he runs. He panics. With Journey, don't stop believing, blaring in the background. Right. And... Literally, nobody chasing him. No. The whole office is like, why is this guy <laughs> is running this guy around? Running he could have out. calmly walked out and been fine. He is sprinting around like Neo in the Matrix. Exactly. I need an exit. Exactly what I thought. And I think that's kind of the reference Because so. he even says, I need an exit. <laughs> I need an exit. So he gets cornered by three security guards because he's running around the office like an idiot. He gets cornered at the elevator bank. He gets cornered at the elevator bank. And uh, he pretends to have invisible handguns and telekinesis, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I love the finger guns so much. He's holding up finger guns at these three guards. And he tells them this whole story about how he's got telekinesis. And then he fake shoots his finger guns at these guards. And two of them go down. Yep. It's because Cougar. Cougar is being awesome and a skyscraper across the way. It's great. And he shoots these two guards. But it looks like Chris Evans is shooting them with finger guns. So the third guard just lays down. Yep. And Jensen gets away. It's pretty much a, a gold member. Why don't you just fall down? Why don't you just fall down? Why don't you just lie down now? <laughs> what a great heist! So good. It's, uh, of the three... This is my favorite. I think it's my favorite, too. But I also think this is, like, tonally where the movie was trying to sit the Absolutely. whole time. And it almost did. Maybe if they didn't kill a bunch of kids in the first scene, they could have lived in this tone. That does put a damper on things, doesn't it? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Usually? <laughs> I don't know. This is... Sylvan, how are you going to start your movie? Press conference. This is this is Dave, Wall Street uh, Journal. Figure I'll just get <laughs> to start. Out. I'm gonna... Oh, actually, he's French. Just... So good luck. Uh, um... Sacré <laughs> brew. I'm a kid <laughs> off 25 children. That was good. With 400 blows, uh, French film, cock <laughs> Truffaut <laughs> tropho, Nailed it. Beret. Another one. <laughs> really long cigarette. Vertical horizontal striped T-shirt. The limpiez git. There it is. Nailed it. Back at the base, they find out that the hard drive is a courier drive that holds $400 million of Max's illicit funds. The drive also contains a history of the IP addresses used to access it, including a frequently used one in the port of L.A., which the team assume is Max's home base. Makes sense. It's a good assumption. The MacGuffin children are just breeding. <laughs> they sure <laughs> are. Clay and Aisha leave the boys to it and hop in the sack together, because that's what they do in this movie. Snook in the sniz. Snook in the sniz, And they... <laughs> Got a homing device. They, they have on it. pillow talk about you know, killing people in Bolivia and whatnot. I imagine that's an insertion of some sort. Sure. I, that's probably the sound a, a snook makes as you insert it into a sniz. <laughs> have you ever heard Kevin Smith's impression of Jeffrey Dean Morgan? That no. he's in Hollywood Babylon? No, I haven't. So, Jeffrey Dean Morgan does not speak quickly. I don't know if you've noticed that's that. It's very true. And his impression, uh, he does it for Walking Dead as, as Negan. Right. But his impression on this would have been. Zoe, why don't you get over here (laughs) and sit on this spiked club? There's there's more. Okay. (laughs) I keep going, I'm not. Wow. That's pretty good. It's real slow. Yeah. And Kevin Smith would have doubled that time because he has the balls (laughs) to do that. Yeah, he's Kevin Smith. He's also Kevin Smith. Let him do what he wants. It's true. I am wearing a hockey jersey. Does that count? That's as close as you've ever been Kevin Smith. Uh, fat Kevin Smith, right now. I, I need a T-shirt and a blazer now because he's spelt. He, he went switched up his style. He did. He went Hollywood on us. Well, he had to. He didn't have a choice. <laughs> he had a U five seven one Widowmaker. Yeah, but <laughs> then... that doesn't mean they don't make smaller size hockey jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> he did go Hollywood, didn't he? <laughs> did you see they they're doing a, a movies? Pop up shop yeah, yeah. in LA right now, and somebody actually spray painted on the outside of the pop up shop "Eat Pussy." I thought that was brilliant. That is just wonderful. Life imitating art. It's the best. Oh, we totally do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I saw clerks in Red Bank, New Jersey during one of uh, I think it was the Alamo Road Show or something like that, where they yeah. used the, the pop up screen. Oh, really? And it was outside on like the water there, and this is just full out in public watching clerks. Yeah. Which Probably shouldn't do. There is a woman who yep. fucks a dead guy. That happens in that movie, doesn't in it? In that movie, and we're in this public park. But it's in black and swings. white. It's art. There's swings that ch- children would swing on throughout oh, no. the day. I'd imagine there's no children involved. Oh, okay. Because they're on a helicopter. They got. Oh, uh, that early. got. Okay. Thank God. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> so while Kevin Smith is doing his Q and A as as he wants to do, yeah. all the time because what he's best at yeah answering he's, questions he's a filmmaker second realistically he's a QA host first one guy came up to him and said oh my favorite part of clerks too is the tuck and he said kevin Smith said why don't you do it <laughs> and the guy did a tuck well, full-blown tuck he was just like all right in front of all of these people in this public park that has slides that i'm sure a mother and a child enjoyed a precious memory earlier in the day at. at least it was earlier in the day no, they can't. Uh, they're on a the helicopter. As oh, we well, about. thank God. <laughs> wow. This movie. This movie. Jensen is still hacking the hard drive for information, and he finds that the loser's mission in Bolivia was a cover so Max could steal Fadil's drug money. He finds that $4 million of it was to be paid to the daughter of Fadil, a woman named Aisha. Wink, ding! No. No, that's a that straight-up twist. No, I got... uh. So, way earlier in this movie, when... Negan's not doing follow-up questions on anything. I yep. went, she's someone. Of course. And it was right around this time, no, it was probably a couple scenes ago, I went, I bet she has something to do with the first scene. I wasn't thinking that hard about this movie. <laughs> and I don't blame you. <laughs> I was are, like, there are films like, that challenge there's you. There's more to this girl, there's but right losers. now, I don't care what it is. <laughs> They'll definitely tell me what it is. The Losers are a lot like a roller coaster that's... Uh, what what are the fun centers? Oh, a monorail. That's what it <laughs> okay. is. Yeah. Where it's a nice steady speed the whole way through. You know what you're going to get the whole way? Yeah. And at the end of it, you go, that was pleasant. Hey, you know what? I'll probably ride that monorail back home later in the day. I hope that's exactly <laughs> it. There's not a lot to this movie. No. No. There's... Not a bad thing. Not No. It's but... actually extremely enjoyable. Yes. So the team draws their weapons and rush to Clay and Aisha, where she draws two handguns and points at them. We got a Mexican standoff. Are you counting Chris Evans' dick in the standoff? Chris Chris Evans' dick is in the standoff, but it does it's not armed. It is not armed. I love how Chris Evans has his hands up. He goes, she's pointing the gun at my dick. And he just keeps repeating that line over and over, Seth MacFarlane style. Yeah, until until she, it's funny. she moves the gun up to his head. Is that better? He's, no, no, it's not better. Well, that's because before <laughs> she was says like, uh, I think it was like Pooch is like, oh, would you rather appear at your head? He's like, weirdly enough, yeah. Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> And then she moves it to his head and he's like, Nope, not better. <laughs> this movie. So she reveals that she's fun French people have fun senses of humor. Don't they? I like the amount of, of darkness in this that's just like it's like we're gonna get really dark just so we can be funny. I like it. Because why not? Dark humor's fun humor. Kill a few kids every now and then. Set the tone of your movies. Wow. It gives you there it, it is. really opens the door when you think about it. Honestly, you can only go up from there. It's true. Everything from that point on is going to be feel good by comparison. If this movie were a house, you lay the foundation with dead children. Oh, wow. And you could just build on that. John Gacy style. Exactly. (laughs) How often does he come up on our podcast? Too often. It's it's telling, (laughs) honestly. Is it more telling that it's like- we bring that up all the time, or we just don't know other serial we killers. We know one serial killer, all right? Get off our Can backs. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> we're going to do a deep dive and just find out more fucked up things about fucked up people. I'm sure we could have had, like, an That sounds like a whole scene. spinoff for Patreon. <laughs> serial killer stories. Uh, that that seems so done in podcasts, though. Yeah, yawn. Another true crime podcast. <laughs> Uh, What's this killer going to do, eat somebody? 70% of podcasts are true crime. The other 30 are people hanging out talking about movies. (laughs) We're the underdog. Uh, Go Petunias. Go Petunias. (laughs) Aisha reveals that she needed the loser's help to get revenge for her father and reclaim the money that Max stole. When she learned from Clay during their pillow talk that he and his team had targeted the compound for a hit, then called off the hit to rescue the children, and that Fadil had been killed during their attack, she was like, hmm, wonder if Clay killed my dad. To end their standoff, Aisha shoots Jensen in the shoulder and runs into the bathroom, taking shelter in the bathtub while the team lights up the bathroom. Yep. She escapes out the window, and believing that she might betray them, Clay is like, everybody just go home to your families because she knows who they are. But each one of them, one by one, is like, no, we're going to stay. we got to take down Max. Well, this is like your human scene of Pooch is about to have a kid. Right. And Cougar's about to have a line in this movie. And, (laughs) And Idris Elba, he's like, I'll cut off heads, I guess. Idris Elba and- Jeffrey Dean Morgan have been at odds this entire movie. Why didn't we go with the Charles Minor route for the office reference for this episode? That would have been a A missed opportunity. (sighs) Wow. All right. Whoops. That's on us. That is on us. Charles Minor's great. He is an actor. Idris Elba. Idris Elba is. He is definitely part of the office lore. He was there for a minute. Right. Let's go to Mumbai. We haven't been there yet. We haven't been there yet. The snook engineers. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. They up their chart. <laughs> They're called OBGYNs. Just call them what they nope. are. Nope. Snook engineer. <laughs> well, from now on OBGYNs are definitely calling snook Sm- <laughs> engineers. That would be a sniz actually. That's, a yeah, a sniz engineer. The OBGYN. Right. Snook is The snook is a pap. Sure. Right? No? Are you smearing snooks? So if you Here's the thing is if you if you smear a snook in the sniz. Oh, dear god. Then Hillary Clinton <laughs> We could have back there. I don't know. We need, sure. we need to ask Matt and Trey. We found a layer that they didn't cover. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> do you want to know something Give them up? five more seasons. They'll cover it. Let me tell you something a little fucked up. This is just a random rabbit hole I went down a few weeks ago. Sure. Of looking at celebrity net worths. Oh, okay. Do you know Matt Stone and Trey Parker's celebrity net worths? No. Take a guess. What a- it would be. A lot. Yeah, it is a lot. But guess how much it would be. Like, Like 300 million. Yeah, it's like 600 million. Oh, I meant each. So, I nailed it. It is each. Oh. Yeah, they're both oh. insanely loaded. Well, yeah. I mean, what has it been like 27 seasons of South Park? Of making a cartoon show a hit with a Broadway musical Hitler and f- and the three devil successful who likes movies? to take it from said cartoon Hitler. Yeah. 600 million. Hey, man. Do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I Unbelievable. Mean, merchandising, right? That's <laughs> This isn't this isn't spaceballs. That's not what they're. I mean, I mean, they probably have way more merch than spaceballs. Even joked about for South Park. You're probably not wrong. About and then that. you take into account Team America, which I'm sure made money eventually. I would love to talk about Team America one day. That would be fantastic. The opening story. Have you ever heard of like one of the opening stories about that? How that movie starts out and you have the puppet show. Yeah. And it's like the puppet the show, puppet like the, playing exactly. The puppets? Yeah. And how right when that started up, one of the executives for whatever studio made it is like, Oh, they fucked us over. And when it zooms <laughs> out, you see all the big pu- It's like a, like that's neat. Uh, that's that's just good that's filmmaking. Amazing. <laughs> they managed to troll the start. Perfect. Of I, course I they like and it. of course they would. Team America's a good movie. They also have a very successful Broadway musical, two successful video games. I mean, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, they're not doing bad. That's for six hundred million, not too bad. Trey Parker just got divorced, by the way. He's doing half as as good. Half as good. (laughs) Now, Yasmin Blee. No, I'm just kidding. It's not (laughs) Yasmin (laughs) Blee. That was Matt Stone in basketball. It was both of them, kind of. No, because Trey Parker was Victoria Silstadt Playman of the Year. Well, yeah, because he couldn't get Yasmin Blee. That's right. Even though his electrolysis appointment crushed it. (laughs) Dude, you don't love hospitals. You love Taco Bell. Taco Bell. (laughs) So the Snook engineers. They are all of us. (laughs) Yes. They up their charge to $1 billion, because they're Dr. Evil now. And Max agrees to the demands and determines that he can get the money from the CIA, because he's connected like that. Sure. So we go to LA. Because we haven't been there yet. That's right. The losers attack Max's base. Cougar takes position on top of a shipping container. Jensen scales the pier hangar building, opens the doors for Clay and Roke, and then heads for the main computer room. Roke opens the door to a shipping container and calls Clay over to have a look, because it's filled with large pallets of US currency. Sure is. As Clay moves in for a closer look, Roke clubs him from behind and knocks him out. It's a double cross. Whoa! Twist? I'll give it to you, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because I said, someone's going to turn. In this movie, I wasn't sure who it was, and it made sense for it to be Roke. Yeah. It almost made too much sense for it to be Roke, so right. you thought it wouldn't be him. Right. But then it was him. And then it was him. They twisted the twist on you. They got me pretty they were good. Like, we're they actually it... will do it again in very shortly. super obvious that it's going to be this guy, so you don't think it's going to be this guy. Right. It's going to be that guy. It's definitely going to be that guy. Max and Wade are making arrangements with Vikram to exchange the container full of money for four snooks and a Ducati. Which, by the way, is the name of my my uh debut album, Four Snooks it's and a true. Ducati. It's true. You'll know, you'll be loving that shit right there. It's true. B-R-Y-A-N is Biscuit. Right here. Brian Biscuit. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> it's not a bad name. Brian Biscuit, Four Snooks and a Ducati. Gross. Available sure on Spotify <laughs> probably tomorrow. <laughs> But Max suddenly changes the terms of the deal and tells Vikram that he'll be keeping both the money and the snooks. The best part of that is that they're actually called in the movie. It's not even a bit. Nope, not a bit. And in return for not killing them, he should turn on the first snook. Right. So Vikram turns on the snook, and Max shoots him anyway. This is what Max does. Earlier this movie, Max is walking on a beach with Wade. Yeah. And there was a lady holding an umbrella blocking the sun. Yeah. And the lady tripped just a little bit, and the sun got on Max. The wind. The wind. Picked up right, a little bit, that's it. and, and move the umbrella a tiny just bit. A tiny bit. To which Max said, "Give me your firearm," and then he shoots the lady. He shoots her dead just because he could, and now he has no shade. No shade. That's not good foresight. No, he's just throwing shade. <laughs> Is that the same? No, I don't think so. I'm not with it. So for the snook, Max has a pressure detonating device, which when he lets go of the trigger begins a countdown from ten seconds, and he does it immediately just to make sure it works. Yep. And now there's eight seconds. Correct. Much less time. The rest of the losers are now in custody, betrayed by Roke. Clay learns of Max's plan to frame his team for a major theft of CIA money. As Clay is being driven away in a car, Cougar, Pooch, and Jensen are being lined up to be executed. If you're not remembering these names, don't worry about Uh, it. It totally checks out. Basically, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in a car and everybody else is about to get executed except Idris Elba. Right. Because he's the one who betrayed them. Because he's now a baddie. Pooch resists and refuses to get down on his knees, so they shoot him in the knees. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Which, what do you think was going to happen? And just as it seems like they're about to execute these three and take Cougar's hat, Aisha shows up with an RPG. Yeah, and it's one of those cool shots where it's very clearly green screen, but they lean so hard into it being green screen that it's by design at that point. Yeah. I love whenever movies do that. I like a self-aware movie. It's terrific. It's good stuff. Huge fan. It kind of feels like uh, Grindhouse did that a lot. Yeah. It's that type of style to it. Absolutely. It's not like they do it a lot in this movie, though, so I don't know how intentional it was, but it definitely felt intentional. Yeah. So, good on them. The RPG explosion distracts the bad guys long enough for Cougar Pooch and Jensen to fight against them, while Clay knocks out his captors in the car, forcing it to crash, and he escapes with two guns. Neat. Because I guess that's a thing his character does in the comics, This has two guns. All right. So, uh, what a trait. What and, a... and no buttons on his shirt. Yep. <laughs> that's it. I need one gun for every button I'm missing. So now we're in, like, a whole gunfight, and in the heat of all this, Clay admits to killing Aisha's father, and he tells her, I wouldn't blame you if you shot me dead right here. And she's like, I should, but... But you deactivated my snook and my sniz with, <laughs> with your Negan dick. <laughs> with, with your sniz snook deactor. Deactivator. <laughs> uh, words. Words are hard. <laughs> but she decides that they need everyone to beat Max and his men, but she promises Clay that she'll deal with them later. Rogue supervises the loading of the money onto Max's jet, did I say Rogue? Like the X-Man? Yep. Whoops. He can't touch anyone then. Nope. But he can touch all that money. He could. He's loading it onto the jet, and the losers are, are gaining the upper hand in the battle around him. So he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to take off with all this money. Yeah. Pretty smart, so actually. So he's double-crossing now he's double-crossing the bad guys. cross. Double-cross. He's double-crossing the double It's a... Right. And I thought that Rogue was double-crossing the, the good guys, the losers. The yeah. Loser Harris, and that he was going to come back. Because of history. Right. And then that didn't happen. No, but it turns out. <laughs> he he doubled down on the double cross. Right. He's just in it for himself at this point. Yeah. And and Clay's like, remember how we've been talking about who would win in a fight between us the whole movie? Hey, let's figure it out. Let's find out. And of course- Summer Sanders shows Roke's up. Rokes like- I have to try to figure it out. I'm a knivesman, so I'm going to cut your head off. Right. Because I've been saying that the whole movie. So he gets <laughs> real stabby. And he stabs Clay so many times. It's lots of times. He's been stabbed so many times, but he's still fighting. He's yeah. God, that fighting him. He sure does. He gouges out Roke's right eye, and but then he's eventually just kicked off the plane and, and Roke's like, Hey pilot, let's get out of here. Not even that. Roke's like, I win. It's like according you have to our one rules. One eye. You guys are and, four and a billion dollars. Right. So <laughs> Exactly. I think he does win actually. He might. He might win. As the jet heads down the pier That's the birth of Nick Fury. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> no. MCU? No? No. That they cover that in a movie. Uh, right. Right. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hey, we did it again. As the jet heads down the pier, Wade, on a Ducati, attempts to stop it. Because, you know, motorcycle versus plane. This guy's got it all figured out. It's a weird game of chicken. Someday, he'll probably fight Batman. It won't go well then either. Nope. Clay, meanwhile, is just coming to his senses, waking up on the pier, only to find a jet bearing down on him on one side and Wade on a motorcycle on the other. I'm running towards the motorcycle every time. Yeah, but instead, he's just going to lay there and calmly say into his, his communication device, Take the shot. And Cougar is perched on top of a container, suspended over the over the dock. And he's going to shoot the motorcycle right in the gas tank, which is going to cause an explosion that hurls Wade into the jet engine, which jams, catches fire, while the flaming motorcycle crashes into the cockpit of the plane, exploding and killing Roke and the pilot. It's intense. And there is flaming money flying everywhere. Yep. It's a really cool scene. It's very, very cool. It's very uh, late diehard. I like how you said late Die yeah, Hard Yeah, like like Die Hard Four, where they're like, Are you gonna drive a helicopter in uh, motorcycle into a helicopter? Yeah. That's that's what I'm gonna do. So with Justin Long? Yeah, exactly. Turns into a walrus. I haven't seen that, but I, I I've had the opportunity to and I've been like I'm good. No, I, I don't think I Thanks. need to see that. I watched a man do the tuck in a park one time. I'm good. Probably more enjoyable than Tusk. I don't know. Everyone really liked Tusk. Oh really? Yeah. I've heard horror stories about that movie. Were they people who leave reviews on Amazon.com? No, I I want to say they were people who who leave reviews in person. Human beings. All right. Not monsters. Human beings. That's what I was thinking of. We don't deal with them often. As Jensen, Cougar, and Aisha help the hobbled pooch, Clay spots Max climbing the stairs of a crane. There's an on-running bit here of everyone asking pooch, hey, can you walk? He's like. I got shot in both legs. What do you think? <laughs> it's very good. It is very good. Whoever this guy is, Columbus Short. Columbus Short. That is a stage name, if I've ever heard one. Oh, for sure. What if it's not? It's gotta be. But what if it's not? It's. Oh dear. <laughs> I can imagine like someone finding him like on the street. Like you look like an actor, a tall guy finding him on the street. Like yeah. you look like an actor. I'm an agent. Sign with me. He's like, what's your name? And he's like, looking up Columbus Street. Columbus? <laughs> and he looks up at the guy. It's like, I feel short. Short! Columbus Short. Columbus Short. That's my, that's Lock my name. Lock it up. All right. We will register that with a <laughs> with SAG, and You're we'll get you going. Are you sure you want to do that? Because I can tell it's not your real name, bud. You want to take time that's to think about totally that? That's totally my, my name. my name. I'm acting. It's either that or Cleveland Little Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Ohio, apparently. Oh, yeah. it's Or maybe his name's... Toledo, nope, I got I got nothing else for short. Goodness. <laughs> I got plenty of Ohio. Not a lot of synonyms for short. Without getting on PC. I mean, there's like small. Walk hard. Let me hold you, little man. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. A <laughs> lot of synonyms there. Uh, Yeah. How about that? So Max When is... they remake The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I'm banging the drum. Your big day will come when they remake The Wizard of Oz. Exactly. <laughs> I have that soundtrack on vinyl, Dave. I'm jealous. Mine's still (laughs) backward. So yeah, Max is climbing the stairs of the crane, and he calls up in his radio for a helicopter pilot to come rescue him. But Clay chases him down to the top of the crane. When the chopper arrives, Clay fires at it, and it fucks off. It's like, not today. I'm just going to leave this guy here. I feel like we're not talking up Max enough. Because Max is terrific. Max is a character. He definitely is. Oh, my God. No, it's like not even just a character, as in, like, he's a character's movie. He's a character. He's a character. Also, by this point in the movie, you hate him so much. You really do. He's such an asshole. He's but, so annoying in the best uh, way. I love, like, there's a scene in Puerto Rico, which we didn't talk about, but it's another location in this movie. They're in Puerto Rico. And it's just him and Wade talking on top of the satellite from whatever Goldeneye. From Goldeneye should say this entire movie is filmed in Puerto Rico. Yes, which actually surprised me when I found that out. Yeah. They're having this conversation, and and Wade keeps asking questions, and Max keeps giving him like the stupidest answers. (laughs) Wade's like, so what's my mission? Or what do we do next? And Max is like, well, what do you know about this? Well, nothing. What what do you know about satellite communicate? Nothing. All right, well, then why don't you let me figure it out? (laughs) He's like, okay, so what do I do? He's like- Assemble a fire team of 18 men in the next 12 hours. But then he keeps repeating And that. then he says it like four more four times. Four more times whenever Wade says anything at all. He's like, Yeah, so so why are we doing Your move is to assemble a fire but, like, team. Two scenes later, men. he says, Hey, did you assemble the fire team of 18 men? Yeah. Yeah, I did. All right, I need you to fire them or kill them. <laughs> what, whatever's easier. <laughs> whatever's easier. He's like, Oh, that'd probably be fire. Then <laughs> fire them. Do they know about the mission? Yeah. Oh right. you're going to have to kill him. Well, that takes fire off the table, doesn't it? Well, my brother-in-law's on that team, but all right, I'll kill him. <laughs> it's oh very my god, good. This, movie this movie is, is so much good. fun. To a point it's very good. Yeah, to a point. So Max reveals to Clay that he's holding the pressure detonator to the snook. Come on. If he releases what would that even be the pressure <laughs> holding the pre- pressure detonator to the snook is like I got one finger on the clit. Yep. I got That's a it. Finger on the I don't know what. <laughs> If he releases his grip on the device, Uh, the bomb will detonate within the next eight seconds and blow up the pier? Los Angeles? Who knows? Who knows? Stakes are medium. Stakes stakes are ambiguously medium. Max tells Clay he'll have to choose as he throws the detonator over his shoulder. Clay immediately dives off the crane after the device. He manages to retrieve the detonator and reapply pressure to the trigger, but Max gets away. He somehow catches a bus like immediately. I love how he's just got this bloody shoulder because Negan shot him. Right. And he's just sitting on the bus, just casually having this conversation on the phone, bleeding with Clay. And then he gets mugged. These it's two big so guys just good. come up and they're like, it's a nice watch you got there. And, and he just, just holds his arm up. The wrist for he's to like, take just it. take it. <laughs> so we get a pre credit scene where the losers help Pooch gain access into the hospital for the birth of his son. And he blames traffic for his delay. And his wife, mid-labor, just kind of smiles. Because now when she gets, I guess, his personal effects and whatever. Yeah. That they found in Where's the ring? Where's the ring? And she knows. She knows he's not dead. Yeah, but at the same time, when she finds out that he is alive for sure, she seems awfully happy that he hasn't been around. To be mid-labor and smiling that hard. Hey, man. I've been (laughs) quarantining my wife for a while. Breaks are good. Yeah, but how long do you think the events of this movie are? We already know that there's- Oh, not terribly long. There's four months and a couple days. Yes. That she's assumed that he's dead. He shows up mid labor, and she's all smiles. That's a good break. I just don't feel like that's believable. All right, this is where I lose my my suspension of disbelief. Is that's the, where this, this is the moment? The single guy. This is where. He <laughs> yep it's it's the smiling in labor woman. Anyway, we get a mid credit scene too. I got two kids that don't smile. That don't smile in that moment. <laughs> You're right. There you go. I've been there. That's, <laughs> I might not have a significant other or story, any children, but I've show. been there. <laughs> Ask Brian about that story. It's insane. <laughs> so then we get a mid-credits That scene is like too. your Harold, Harold and Kumar, you know, in a weird way. That's fair. I didn't get any White Castle out of it or meet well, MPH. Well, you also have to go but... to Cherry Hill from where they were. You could have just gone to Clifton in New Jersey. That's true. Much closer. There's also not a White Castle in Cherry Hill. Correct. So We're on to you. We're on to you. What? Who's in that movie even? Harold and Kumar, not important. Finish. Here we go. Right. No, not important. Harold and Kumar, not important. By the way, it's Cal Penn and John Cho. Still don't care. The sequel for that movie, I saw the guy who played George W. Bush. Yeah. In stand-up with Greg Giraldo. Okay. One time, Greg Giraldo was hysterical. This guy could do a really good impression of George W. Bush. Greg Giraldo was hysterical. And But Greg Giraldo didn't do the impression of George W. Bush. Right. The guy in Harold and Kumar- Well, you said is. This, the, was. He is in my heart, damn it. All right. That's fair. You got to have jokes whenever you do an impression, too. You can't just- <laughs> Do a cool impression. That's true. You gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be funny also. Right. Like so, Will Ferrell does a bad impression, but it's good jokes. Exactly. And Josh Brolin does a good impression, but it's serious. Gotta find the medium. Gotta find the find, losers find of, the line. Of, uh, of George W. Bush. You gotta, find, you gotta find the George W. Bush that murders a bunch of kids and then has fun the rest of the day. And monorail. Right. Boom. Mid-credits scene. The team attends Jensen's eight-year-old niece's soccer match where Jensen picks a fight with the referee. Chris Evans yelling at a woman referee about her his niece getting knocked over, saying, you don't deserve those stripes. It's very funny. It's very funny. That's the movie. The Losers, 2010. Wow. Directed by Sylvan White. This movie is totally okay. Yeah. When, yeah. I yeah. think it's a lot of fun, and, it, and because it's only 97 minutes, I'm on board. Totally. I. You know what? It's been a while- since we've had a movie that really is just so down the middle. Yeah. Oh, this movie knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not going to do anything completely amazing. It's not going to do anything. It's going to go, oh, that's completely stupid. It is just middle of the road, everything. Exactly. I, I liked it. It's a I liked it quite a bit. Awesome cast, a million mile an hour plot, and just, it's fun. Right. It's a lot of fun. I like it. I already brought up Roger Ebert. You sure did. He gives movie a 3.5 out of 4. <laughs> so he really, really liked it. Good. <laughs> Good. (laughs) What he says about this movie is The Losers is a classical action movie based on a comic strip. It does just enough nodding toward the graphics of drawn superheroes and then gets that out of the way and settles down to a clean and efficient and entertaining thriller. It's a reminder of how exhausting this kind of material can be when it's brought to a manic level by overwrought directors. But The Losers looks, feels, and plays like a real movie. Yeah. There is another reason to be grateful. It's not in 3D. (laughs) <laughs> you have to treasure movies like this before they're entirely eaten away by marketing gimmicks. Hey, you remember- The Loser's a weird movie to take that stand with. <laughs> Isn't, it? Isn't it? All right, I got to take my stand on 3D movies now. I got to do it on a review that everybody's going to see. Oh, dear. He goes- He used the word MacGuffin in here. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's talking about- He's been listening. He's- been talking about uh that exact thing that you called a MacGuffin He called it a MacGuffin This is a Roger Ebert pick, by the way. We should say that. That's true. And this is a DC Comics Vertigo Comics. Yes. movie. And so they they tell you that it. up front in the opening credits. It's one of the first things that show up on the screen. They're like It's true? DC Vertigo. This is a movie. Rotten Tomatoes 100. Where do you think it's going to fall? Oh, 50. It's 48. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Right down the middle, yep. right? So naturally since this movie's right down the middle, uh, I got no one stars for it. None. There's nothing. All right. You got broken DVDs. Nothing. How does one ship a broken DVD? You'd be surprised, actually, Brian. Okay. How these things are like shrink-wrapped and everything like that, but when you pick it out of the thing, it's just flying around in the case and stuff. I order a lot of stuff from Amazon. That's not a secret, but I've never gotten a DVD that was broken. Do you order directly from Amazon? Because what I'm seeing is like people like, oh, this seller's a piece of shit. It's like- Stop going to that cellar for yeah, five cents less. Stop clicking the button that says also available for $3.99. Don't do that. No, just- Bezos has got you. Just get it on Prime. All hail Bezos. Lean in now. That's right. We accept our overlord, Jeff Bezos. Right. And South Park did a whole episode on that with the Woodland Critters. Yeah. That's- the, Woodland Critter Christmas. That's what that was about. <laughs> yep. And now Elon Musk is like the fourth richest person in the world. Exactly. Something so like, like So naturally, I picked a different movie entirely to do one stars on, because i got to feed you baby birds. Okay. This is what I've wanted to do for a long time. Curious. So Toy Story. Oh, no. (laughs) Who gives Toy Story a one star? I wanted to find a movie that is beloved. Yeah. That people are still going to find an issue with. Oh, no. And I got this one because my three-year-old asked, why is that toy punching another toy? And I went, I don't know, but I bet a parent complained. Holy shit, I need to do Amazon one stars for Toy Story sometime. This was months ago. Fair. Fair. And this movie is so down the middle that we're going to talk Toy Story. Let's talk Toy Story. On Amazon.com, Toy Story, the beloved landmark milestone everything film, yeah, animated yeah. film, has a 4.8 out of 5, as it should. As it should. It has 79, well, let's round up because it's close to 8,000 reviews on Amazon. Wow. 87% are 5 star, 2% are 1 star. That didn't stop them. That didn't stop the from coming out. People love extremes. From August 13th. 2019, for the first Toy Story, while I would like to believe all toys are sweet and innocent, as in this movie, I know for a fact they are not. This plot lacked such an evil toy like a Chucky or a My Little Pony character. (laughs) (laughs) After watching this movie, my wife made me get an in-home security system with cameras and motion sensors in my son's room because of the evil toys he has. If they come to life, we want to know. (laughs) What? All right, this is a troll, obviously, right? No. No, this guy. This guy actually believes there's evil toys and that they might come to life in his son's room? The state of the world right now, this is 2019, it's possible. Oh, dear. We get evil toys in later movies. We do. So maybe maybe somebody at Pixar read that. There's an evil toy in Toy Story. There's Zerg. Evil Emperor Zerg. He's got evil in the name. He's not in the first movie, though. He's mentioned lots. He's mentioned, but they don't really You're right. show his right. That is the second one, where he's the main. Yeah, exactly. From June 15th, 2019. I can't get the movie to just play. A weird voice comes over the movie and narrates all the action while the characters are talking. This feature can't be turned off. So obnoxious! <laughs> <laughs> I think that that character, the person, the narrator's name might have been John Lasseter, and this might have been a commentary track. That's possible. That's- <laughs> wow! You can absolutely turn that off. <laughs> I love people. No, you don't, because from. November 13th, 2017. The title was misleading. What? (laughs) The title, Toy Story, was misleading. You know what? I get it. It's not like it's a story about toys. What (laughs) What would be a story about? a story about tiny plastic people. They're called action figures. (laughs) They're not dolls. (laughs) Misleading title. From March 22nd, 2017. Not a good kid movie. So many hidden agendas. Hidden agendas. Brian, what do you think some of the hidden agendas are for Toy Story? Oh, boy. Uh, Anti capitalism. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to get in the mind of a monster. These new toys are ruining our old toys. That's it. There it is. That is kind of what it is. They sure don't make toys like they used to. (laughs) Planned obsolescence. Oh, hold on a second. My favorite thing about this, by the way, was that it said Toy Story and then by Tim Allen. (laughs) <laughs> that's the closest I've been to a spit take on this show uh, wow God. In the agendas misleading titles what are the what's going on with this movie Bride? I wish I knew from January 12th 2013 a great kids movie this will no doubt be a classic and be watched by families for years and years yeah for sure hard stop <laughs> one star <laughs> the comments on it was, there there's was like four of them that said you just lowered the rating with the one star what are you doing why are people so oh I gotta defend the rating <laughs> well, it's just because we live in a world of extremes and everything is laundry when you think about it that's true it really is it comes down to laundry if you like something you're on its side if you don't like something you're not on its side but if that person gets traded to your baseball team then all of a sudden you love them after just it's laundry everything's Silly. laundry it's all laundry From December 17th, 2013. Toy characters hitting each other in the face trying to kill each other? Come on, people. This is what you rate five stars? Crap is what I call it. Crap. That's the exact review that your daughter was looking for. That's exactly it. (laughs) The last one I have is from December 16th, 2017. Terrifying. The very thought of toys coming alive when you aren't watching gave me chills. Subsequently, <laughs> I burned all my kids' toys, which apparently <laughs> makes me a bad father. And my wife has left me and taken the kids away from me. Terrible movie, ruined my life. <laughs> that one, I think, is a troll. But that feels like a troll, but also, who knows? Who these cares? Days? Even <laughs> the losers has nothing, so we're just gonna. I wanted to briefly talk to Yeah, Story. no, I get the connection. It was a natural connection. Yeah. Because, you know, that kid had a toy that he brought on the helicopter before he died. Exactly. Nailed it. Let's give this like a super stuff score, please. Why, why don't we do that? But first, this is an actual IMDB trivia There fact. are facts about this movie? Very few. Okay. But I found one that's worthy of this stupid segment. <laughs> on the truck that the losers used to steal the chopper from the army, the sign, Get Her Done, is painted on. It's the catchphrase used by the stand-up comedian, Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> okay. There you go. Why? <laughs> because Why? you're looking for th- trivia facts about the losers. Okay. So what you obviously want to know is Larry the Cable Guy's real name. That's kind of what we just learned here. There's Isn't nothing it? more. Super stuff. Please. Story and motivation. It's fine. It's fine. It wouldn't surprise me if this whole movie got like 0. .5. <laughs> 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 just medium. Yeah. Uh, story motivation. Motivation is revenge. Yeah, it really and is. also clearing their name. So. But it's like barely revenge because they have to save the day at the same time as the revenge. Right. But the, the saving the day part is kind of thrust upon them because they didn't know what he was doing until right. they showed up sure. and he had a detonator. I'm okay going point five. That seems fair. It's it's totally appropriate. Fine. Yeah. Heroes. They save the day. Yep. There's infighting. One of them's not a hero. One of them turns. Not good. And tries to make off with a billion dollars, but I can't say I wouldn't do the same when faced with a chance to get away with a billion dollars. That's fair. Uh, who are bigger heroes? The losers or the A-Team? Because they got compared often. They said the losers are pretty much just the A-Team. That kind of checks out, actually. They are very similar, aren't they? <laughs> yep. And the A-Team movie came out a few months after this movie, but you know the television show yeah but, out 20 years ago. Well, the before. thing about the losers is there's six of them, if you count oh, Zoe Saldana as one of them. I don't. Okay, so there's five losers, and there's only four A-Team members. Got them. They have a lot more gadgets. A-Team just has that one van. All right, so uh, 0.5. 0.5. Medium stakes. Villains. I like them. I do too. 0.75. Easy for me. Easy. Easily. Easy. It took me a while to learn his motivation. Yeah, I think- Because we understand the snook part of it. Right. But then even, like he's just trying to get power. Power. That's it. He just wants land. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Teamwork. They have to work together a lot. They do. I'm going to go one. I am not just because of rogue. 0.75. Yeah. Because of Roke. Because of rogue. Female characters. It's always Saldana. It's a female character. She can do no wrong. Even when she's wearing that top hat in Cogito. And when she talks to the woman, the other woman in this, and passed the Bechdel test. What woman does she talk to? Exactly. Let's I was like, go... what other woman is in this movie? 0. 0.5. She does a totally fine job, but there's definitely something yeah. up the whole time. Yeah. 0. 0.5. Fine. 0.5 I've never seen her in a role like this though. No, this is different. She wasn't blue. For sure. She wasn't blue. Or green. She wasn't green. She was skin-toned. Exactly. Setting everywhere. They did it. And a, nowhere. They did a neat thing where they filmed the whole movie in Puerto Rico, but it actually felt like different locations the whole time. I was pretty surprised when I read that it was filmed in Puerto I Rico. It was like the whole thing? Yeah. How is that possible? Um they did a good job of based on the comic book, which I guess in different scenes will use only like three colors. Before it shifts to another scene, and they change the color palette, which is pretty cool. But they tried to do the same thing with like the tonality in the movie, where when they shot a scene, they would be like, we're going to use a certain color hues, and then when we switch to the next place, we want it to look completely different, which I thought was pretty neat. That's a neat little touch. And I think it helped I think it's going make to... it seem like it was filmed in different places. Yeah, but I think it's going to help the style a little more. Right? I agree with that. But I I mean, this they did a good job hiding it. I'm actually going to 0.75. Okay. They hit it very, very well. They did. Style and tone. Going off of that. Yeah. I think this movie leans into the comedy a little too hard sometimes. Right. And other times it tries to lean more into the serious, but it but has fails? too much comedy yeah. to make it work. I'll go. I'm going to go point, But the, it also has uh, those moments where it really knows what it is and leans into it. they few and far between, though. That's true. I kind of want to go point two five. Okay. Because this movie knows what it is, but it is not willing to commit to that. One way or the other. Yeah. Right. I agree. Music. It's John Ottman. It is John Ottman. Who we have seen Superman Returns in Superman Returns and in X two and Fantastic Four, and we'll see again in lots of other movies, mostly sequels to those. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> I don't he's recall good. anything in this movie. No, I don't remember any of the music. How zero none of it? Nothing standing out. No. Nope. It's not like the usual suspects or Lake Placid or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's done lots of movies. He's very good at what he does. Good for him. And and he's gonna get a zero for yes, it. Yes, he is. <laughs> One liners. I'm probably going to go one. I feel like this deserves a one. (laughs) It's really, really good. It does. There's so many good ones. There's a line that Max has when he's talking to Wade about the sonic dematerializer. Yeah, the snook. The snook. Just say it. You're right. I should just say it. And he tells Wade that it's like giving a handgun to a six-year-old. You don't know how it's going to end, but it's going to to make make the the papers. (laughs) That's very good. It's a very good line. I really like just about every line in this movie. Yeah. They're all really good. It's a very funny movie. I agree. Peter Berg and James Vanderbilt were the writers on it. Peter Berg, known for being hysterical. James Vanderbilt was two weeks ago in Spider-Man, I think? I I can't remember. I think so. He did some sort of The Amazing Spider-Man 2? He did some kind of punch-up or something? Yeah. He was credited, so he must have done something. I like it. One. Yeah. Impact on the genre. Probably a zero. That's a zero. (laughs) This movie went nowhere. Nowhere. All of the actors were like, yeah, we're just going to go do Marvel movies now, okay? See ya! Guess what, Dave? That's going to give- No. The Losers a super stuff score of medium stakes 5. I was going to make a joke this is going to lay that a 5 on the nose. 5 on the nose. That is bizarre. That is the perfect score for this movie though. Yeah. No, it's enjoyable. Completely nailed it. if you got an hour and a half to kill? And you want to watch something that's pretty good? Boom. Bam. The Losers. I actually recommend this movie. I do too. There it is. I completely do. How about that? That's not what I expected last nope, week. Not at all. <laughs> what are we talking about next week? Next week. Uh, We're going to be talking about a brand new movie. It just hit the Netflix. Which we call the modern theater at this point. Yeah, at this point, it might as well be. Starring Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's called Project Power. I'm very excited for this thing. I am too. So... You guys should definitely stream that sometime this week so you can be caught up when we talk about it with all the spoilers next week. Oh, it's going to be spoiler heavy. Yeah, we're not we're not pulling any punches no, because sorry. there's no excuse to not watch this movie. It's literally on Netflix. Warning, warning, warning. <whistles> spoilers. Spoilers are happening. So until then, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you listen. Throw us a rate and review. It helps. Us. helps get us in front of new ears. Absolutely. You can follow us on all the social media. Links for those are on our website, cakepodcasters.com. On Facebook this week, we do have a question. Oh, okay. It's kind of three questions. Three questions? Yeah. Vincent Masafra. Okay. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Do It was Brian who said that. It wasn't me. Yeah. Brian Apologo. Sure. Throw it on me. He's given us three different Wed Bedby heads. Three? Three. Okay. I'm intrigued. And I very much enjoyed all three. Okay. His first one he's thrown out is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Mm -hmm. Wed Bedby head, Mm -hmm. the comedian from Watchmen, Negan, and Franklin Clay from this movie. Oh wow. Okay. I'm gonna kill the comedian. I think it's safe to say that of all three, you are the bottom. <laughs> Just I'm throwing that out there right away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That no, that checks out actually. I'm still gonna kill the comedian. Fair enough. Out <laughs> a window? Yeah, that seems appropriate. All right. I think I'm gonna marry Clay. He's got a heart of gold. He's a mercenary see marry... it because the buttons aren't there. <laughs> exactly. The shirts never closed. And I'm I'm gonna fuck Negan. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. All right. You know, I like to live dangerously. Good for you. <laughs> his strap-on named steely dan It's barbed yeah, yeah. wire dan i'll let him bring lucille along that's is, the name of the. that's bat. what he named it yeah is that what like bb king named his guitar i have no idea all right good talk see you out there good job <laughs> a right answer I, i'll give you I guess. i guess i don't know i guess the next one is chris evans oh i know him so you have captain america human torch jake jensen from this oh god oh god that's hard um I don't know which one to kill. I don't either. I think I, I, would, I have an idea of which one I'll kill. I think I would kill the human torch. I absolutely would. He's just too hot. Physically. Physically. Physically warm, like it would be that. hard to have a loving relationship or a passionate night with somebody who's literally gonna burn my skin. Yeah. Fair. So kill the human torch. I'm marrying Cap. I think you should because but, Oh no, I well, the thing is, is that if you fuck Cap, it's gonna just be vanilla. That's true. Completely vanilla. That's true. And he's got America's ass, and you're gonna have nothing to do with it, right? Because you're probably gonna bottom him too. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Dave. Um, But yeah, uh, you marry Cap because because he's 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 a good old boy, and he'll be there forever. He will. Dude literally doesn't age. And also, if you have a niece or something one day, (laughs) he'll probably make out with her. It'd be great. (laughs) Great. Um, (laughs) And I'm definitely going to be betting Jensen because I got to find out about the the angle of the dangle. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> Last we have this is a rarity because it's a lady. Oh, yeah, it's Zoe Saldana. Oh, we rarely do ladies on this. Oh, I get why it's here though because the three choices are Gamora, <laughs> N'atiri, and Aisha. <laughs> oh no, um, your hair is a little long right now. Th- that's true. So I I can't. That's gonna help. No, um, you <laughs> can you can see each other. <laughs> I think I'm gonna kill N'atiri. Why? Well, because that's not how I get down with the hair. Not even that it's a cat lady. That's that, not where you're going with it. Especially not as a cat <laughs> that's not lady. That's thing That's wrong. Is that she's a cat lady? No. Oh, hold on. She's royalty, though, right? Maybe. I don't know how that system works. They follow a fucking tree, I think, Brian. I think I don't she's, know. I think she's the daughter of, like, the queen or whatever. All right, so I'm changing my I'm going to marry Natiri. Okay. For the power. For the. Okay. Uh, you are nonetheless fucking a cat. On the reg, then. Oh, That's true. I don't like that. A tall cat, might I add. Taller than me. I don't even have an avatar. Do you want to know what's tough about this? What's that? His, the I two that are th- left over? Two out of the three, you're bottoming for. No. Probably. No. Oh, no. You're definitely, you're you're bottoming all three. Definitely not. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't really know that because Jeffrey D. Morgan bottomed for uh, Aisha in this movie. There was no, there was. That's true. That's true. No switcheroo. No. Okay. Um, well, here's. I'm gonna kill N'atiri. Still, all I just right. I can't get it on with a cat. I was oh, gonna say cat. I'm gonna say I would kill Gamora, but that'd be a very difficult task. It would be very she hard to do. the Deadliest woman in the galaxy. So not even that. Sometimes doesn't stay dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she probably just come back to life. So what a waste of time. Kill N'atiri. I'm gonna fuck Aisha. Okay. The normie. I just very boring for fucking someone that's awfully vanilla. What do you What do you want from me, Dave? I don't know. This is you. I like humans. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and uh, I guess I'm going to marry Gamora, which you know, daughter of Thanos. I could do worse. I suppose you could. <laughs> uh, Does that make me Chris Pratt? Right answer. <laughs> That's a tough one. It was actually very. That's difficult. a very good one, Vincent. Thank you. You've made Brian squirm to the. What's your answer on that third one? All that you got it. You oh, okay, that. sure. I like that. The <laughs> cop out. I like it. I probably marry N'atiri. Yeah, for the power, for the power, and to fuck cats. <laughs> I don't like the indecision in your eyes right now. I'm weighing the pros and cons because it's really just hair touching. We haven't really determined how they do it. That's true. I don't know, man. I mean, if if Sam, whatever his name, famous actor, can do it, then Sam Worthington, famous Worthington. Actor, Worthington, Worthington. That's his. If name. he could do it, but we even saw there was a sex scene. And we don't know if there was proper penetration or if there was just tying your hair together and saying it seemed like oh, it was oh, just oh. co braiding. <laughs> All right. Can you imagine that's what she said? Like like stuck on you style. <laughs> Just tying their hair together. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> that's not what that movie's about. No, it, it's not at all. Is that Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear? <laughs> yep, it is. It's film. on Hulu right now. Go watch it, I guess. Or don't. Or, or don't. Probably life. don't. Live it. Yeah, there you have it. Also, we're on all Patreon. Right. We're on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash podcasters where we're doing the non- super movies like this month we have coming up the rock next month we'll be talking about get out i'm probably gonna kill aisha yeah yeah i don't trust her that's fair i need honesty here's the thing I need honesty you don't have to trust her i don't think jeffrey dean morgan trusts her but he tried to deactivate you know, that he snook. loves he, he did he, he he. did at the end we think we don't know she we says know. she's gonna come back for him so we'll see him in the sequel <laughs> We won't. <laughs> they tried so hard to set it up for it a sequel. It is fully set up. They were like, the the bad guy got away. We're definitely doing more of these guys. And then they were like, hey, Chris Evans, you want to be Captain America? And he was like, yeah, fuck the I losers. I bet Sylvain White is sitting there going, he's like, we're going to wait for the K-Podcast to cover this. If it gets over a five, we'll do it. Oh, now he's at a moral quandary. That's it. He's going to get thrown off a roof with a moral quandary because <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> we're on Patreon. Yes. Also over there, we're doing Batman the Animated Series, Blurt Attorney, and-, Turney, and the pull list. The pull list. We we've got all sorts of fun stuff when they come out, whenever we feel like it. Because you know what? We do a lot. We do a lot. <laughs> we do a lot. You can email us if you have anything to email us. You know, at your discretion. KatePodcasters at gmail.com. All right. Or write us on Facebook, like Vincent, the most handsome man in the world, did. Yeah. It's a nice compliment. I throw out one. Only one. <laughs> it's never for you me. You only get one. <laughs> I told you you're a bottom. I didn't say power bottom. I said you're a bottom. That's that's <laughs> a compliment. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking Chris Evans. It's got to count for something. That's true. America's fucking my ass. That's it. <laughs> I don't that, like it. That's too like real. It. That is too real that for got, the environment. We're, real. we're not political. Stop it. <laughs> you stop it. I, I, those words coming out of my mouth in that order, didn't like. Did not like. <laughs> so I guess we're going to see you next week for Project Power. Same pod time. Same pod. Go Petunias. So, Brian. So, Dave. That is the losers. The losers. From 2010. Yep. What do you think happens post-credits? I think we see Max getting away on that that bus. He makes his way back to D.C., to the Pentagon, because he is, after all, a high-ranking military official. Sure. He's in charge of this U.S. Special Forces Black Ops team. He has all these operations. He's sitting in a meeting somewhere in the Pentagon, some secret dark room, and he's talking about... The events of this movie, more or less. All right. He's like, yeah, these guys, I thought I killed them in Bolivia, but then they showed up again. And <laughs> Those jerks. Don't they know that their family's never going to get any kind of payment out of this or any kind of recognition? <laughs> and a guy in the corner slams his hand down on the desk, and he says, that's it. I've had enough. And Ed Harris stands up, and he storms out of the room. and He said, get me the blueprints to Alcatraz. And to find out what happens next, go listen to our Patreon. What a prequel. <laughs> what an exciting prequel. It's the best. And Dr. Cox is there, too, I'd imagine. Oh, absolutely. You know it, newbie. <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is a Wedbed bed behead. Oh. Post credit. What? This is new we territory. We talked about Idris Elba on The Office. And my question to you is that Michael Scott wasn't the only boss. So. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to need you to tell me wed bed behead. Charles Minor, D'Angelo Vickers, oh, no. Robert California. Oh, God. Go. I'm killing Robert California. Why? He's terrifying. Yeah, that's why I'm killing him. He also loves sex. That's true. He loves sex and wine. Yeah. Loves it so much. Yeah, but. He also has a mansion in Scranton, which is weird. You think about it. It is actually very weird. I've been to Scranton multiple times. Nope. False. No reason for that. (laughs) Also, where? (laughs) I've eaten at Cooper's. That's mentioned on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. Proud of you. Thank you. I got a medium steak. I'm going to marry. Oh, boy. This is hard i got to look at pictures. <laughs> Get yourself. was named one of the sexiest men in the world. Will Ferrell was never even qualified for it. Yeah. Think about that. But. One of them can dunk real real sweet. One of them can invisible juggle. That's true. one of them hates Jim. Oh. Well, if you hate Jim, then i got problems with you. I think I'm going to have to fuck Charles Minor. Why? Because he's one of the sexiest men in the world. You're right. And that's that, it. That's it. And you're going to marry D'Angelo I'm Vickers. I'm absolutely going to marry D'Angelo Vickers. He's not going to remember. You had a basketball hoop fall on his head. That's fine. Every day will be a new adventure. All right. Enjoy your invisible there was There was no world where I wasn't going to marry Will Ferrell. That's very fair. Not <laughs> if there's a fire? Not even if there's a fire. <laughs>